When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. John Shippen was first exposed to the game at the age of 13. He lived nearby Shinnecock Hills and he started to work over at the club as a caddy, making golf clubs, working with a local club professional. He actually started teaching lessons. He really, at the very young age, started to flourish and prosper in golf. And he became one of the best players in the club. So when the club was hosting the second U.S. Open uh, in 1896, the club members decided that he and another caddy, Oscar Bunn, they decided that those two would represent the club uh, and play in the 1896 U.S. Open. You know, there's a lot of people that think there's a tinge of racism in the history of golf in you this country. You don't say. In this coffin, John Shippen, today's sports person of the day, was a black guy, played in the 1896 U.S. Open at Shinnecock Hills, where it's being played today. Uh, now, he did have to tell them he was an Indian, but <laughs> instead of a black guy. One minor detail. One minor detail. <laughs> had to omit something. Beyond that, they were uh, very welcoming there. Uh, John Shippen, he became uh, a legend at Chinnacock Hills Golf Club uh, because he, he became the, the, you know, he worked in the pro shop and everything. But in, he was only a 17 year old kid in 1896. And of course, golf was in his formative, competitive golf was in his formative stage. Uh, he was, uh, he was born in Washington, D.C., but his father was a, a Presbyterian minister and the family was moved. They went to the, there's an Indian reservation there. Shinnecock Hills is next to an Indian reservation. And in fact, the, the Shinnecock Indians, uh, claim that land there and there's still a dispute about it but anyway uh he uh john moved with his family because his father was sent to uh work with the try to convert the indian population the uh, uh apparently but anyway john shippen played in that open and became very famous in uh in golf as a as a, a competitive black player black back when there were not uh, any of those and i also looked it up he was in on the formation of a golf course up there near there in a golf course in new jersey that was originally called shady rest country club in 1921 a group of prominent black businessmen bought a nine-hole golf course and a country club and it became 
uh, you know, because of the segregation, it became the first African-American uh, country club. And and uh, John Shippen was there as the uh, the pro of the place, helped uh, helped form it. And uh, it it is now called Scotch Hills Country Club. It's located in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. But it uh, sort of became the uh, mecca of, uh, of African-American golf back then. And... Uh, uh, anyway, John Shippen Jr. We've we've talked. You hear a lot about uh, players like uh, Curtis Sifford and, and guys like that, as uh, Charlie Sifford and guys like that, as the pioneers of black golf in this country. But uh, the more I read about it today, the more I found out that it was probably John Shippen Jr. who was the uh, the uh, founder of uh, you know kind of got that all started. And uh, Shinnecock Hills was he was there and uh, worked there. All the members uh, loved him. And the members actually came up with the entry fees for him for those early. And he finished second in the first ever U.S. Open. John Shippen, a junior, is today's sports person of the day. Now, I was talking to another gentleman today, uh, Jay Pivick who's I've had breakfast with him, the uh, the great basketball coach. And the guy who hired him at Minneapolis Community College, Minneapolis Community College, was Earl Bauman. And Earl was be the first guy. Earl was a great bat football coach at uh, Minneapolis Central and had great teams in the early, uh, early uh, 60s. Earl was the coach. And he had a quarterback named Greg Wong, and he really was impressed with Greg's ability to hand off. He uh, didn't let him throw too many. He, I think he threw one in the first game against the wishes of of Earl, and uh, was was basically ordered. And every other pass they threw that year became a halfback pass by Eric Evers. You know what he invented Eric. then? What the run pass option? Yes, <laughs> and his and his option was not to pass. Right. Your option is <laughs> hand it to no, that guy. And as a matter of fact, he had no option but to hand off <laughs> the run they option. Were, they were great back then, but Earl ended up going to uh, McAllister. You know, mm-hmm. McAllister made this groundbreaking higher than had the worst talent in the history of mankind. And Earl ended up in the uh, Minnesota State College's uh, system, and he became the first black president of uh, one of the institutions over there. But Pivik told me Earl did, during the season, find time to golf every day. (laughs) He played golf (laughs) every day and was one of the founders of the Bronze Open. Which was a, a a tournament for that uh, was not all black guys, but the it was it was based on the black guys, and it was played I think at Theodore Worth sometimes, but it was also played at Hiawatha sometimes. Wow. I, I've did some pieces in the past about it, but uh, Earl was uh, Earl was one of the founders of that too. But John Shippen Jr. Uh, we're playing at Shinnecock Hills, and he was finished second in the 1896, the first time the Open you, was played there. You know what we learned today, by the way, earlier on GL? Because uh, Joe was qu- wondering what the um, the membership rate is for Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. What would you ballpark it at? I think he told me, 500000 Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and, wow. and that right. and by the way, that's not even the most one of the top five most expensive in the New mm-hmm. Jersey, Long Island area. Well, right. That's Next, incredible. Right across the back fence from Shinnecock is National 
National, which is just as exclusive. And okay. then there's another one. There's there's three of them right up there, right next to each other. Okay. And, and uh, all the way up there. And yeah, it's not cheap. No. Not cheap. And then I found out, and I think maybe Joe or a caller pointed out that, yeah, that 500000 is good for the member, if the member invites someone to come play with him yeah, or her, yeah. uh, that round of golf is $375. Really? Well, that's, you know Go what? get them. <laughs> you know what? That's uh, that's not outrageous. You don't think so? Guess, well, it is, but guest fees are... Yes, fees for these places can get can get a little uh, can get a little tough. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Shinnecock Hills. Anyway, I was uh, reading the history today, and I ran across John Shippen Jr. And lo and behold, John Shippen Jr. had a hell of a lot better score than uh, the uh, first uh, African American winner of the U.S. Open. Tiger Woods is going to have today. Tiger Woods. Uh, uh, what I think he's five over. Now, Are you predicting right? that he's going to be out Saturday? He'll be driving the the yacht you back. You know what? If you stay at six over, you're probably going to make. You'll the probably cut. make the cut yeah, unless the wind dies tomorrow or something. We'll uh, be back. This is the ride with Racy. Steam zone. Steam zone. It's time to get into the steam zone on the ride with Racy. I just felt that it was time. It's been a month, hasn't it? Three weeks or a month since we had a team zone. Feels like zone. way too long. And boy, what the, this is kind of a early summer, five weeks, six weeks of nothingness, steam zone time. We got to, we got to, you know, get things fired up here. You got to fill and, time is what you're saying. And there's, no, <laughs> there's no better way than to do so with the steam zone. Remember, one is a hot take. Yep. Two is a piping hot take. Three is a scalding hot take. And then there's this if you really lay an egg. I'm going out to cut grass. <laughs> okay, good <laughs> John Height will let you go first with your hot take. I am going to double down on something I said in a steam zone, uh, I think two steam zones back. Okay. Uh, that concerned, I'm not going to say the twins again. We all know they stink. Mm-hmm. That's what I said in that steam zone. But I said Byron Buxton was going to have just a pathetic year. This was the first time around when he got hurt. I'm going to say that he's going to come back and be awful when he comes back. I'm going to say, well, I'm not done. There's more to it. I'm going to say he's going to hit about 180 and not even have 20 RBIs for the season, even though he plays uh, once he comes back from this foot injury. Uh, because he'll be playing about, what, half the season, maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm going think, out to cut grass. No, I'm sorry. I was a little premature. <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to find it. However, the next year... I mm-hmm. think he's going to reach the stardom we've all been waiting for. Really? And so he, he he's going to bottom out. Okay. Yes. He's going to bottom out That's and correct. just Build when him we back write up. Him, when we write him off, the pressure will be off. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess you could look at it that way, but I think he'll just figure it out in the off season. Uh, he's played enough. He'll be healthy. Hopefully, knock on wood here. He'll be healthy when he comes back next year. He'll you know he'll hit 300, hit 20 home runs, knock in 80, steal 40. Uh, have that wow. kind of have that kind of season that we've been waiting for for how many years now? Wow. For about three or four years. You know, it's so. too bad that first uh, Byron Buxton take you had wasn't on the uh, Mackey and Judd. Write it down. <laughs> oh, the write that down. I get points. I get points. Right? You or could something? add a triple. Uh, a triple. I think, I think they give you a uh, batting average that's and stuff. Oh yeah, we'll go this way. Wow. We'll go oh. 
That's a piping hot sports take. I think you were headed for uh, kind of the, uh, we're going to go out and cut grass until you added the next year year part. (laughs) That was a very good decision on your part. (laughs) It proves that you've become an expert at the steam zone. (laughs) What do you have, Manny? I think I'm going pretty deep on this one. Oh, boy. Um, I've settled in. So last night, and Pat, I was telling you about this earlier this afternoon in the producer's room. Uh, I was watching a little WNBA action last night. I was watching the Mystics and the uh, Connecticut Mm -hmm. Sun. And Mm -hmm. the Mystics uh, had a 30-point lead in this game. And the Sun came all the way back in the fourth quarter to actually take a lead. Wow. Uh, Now, the Mystics ended up winning because Deladon hit a couple shots. Deladonna's back. Okay. Yep. And Christy Tolliver. And Deladon hit a couple big shots for them late. And Tolliver hit some shots. So the Mystics ended up holding off and winning. And I told you, Pat, I said... This league has gotten a lot better, and the ball movement, the skill, all that stuff has gotten a lot better. Well, our links, they're sitting at three and six right now, oh, and, and oh, uh, oh, my hot take. This is not over. <laughs> just just the improved level of the league is not your hot take. No. You're expanding on it. Guys, our Minnesota links will not make the playoffs. Holy cow! <laughs> I don't know if we have something on the scale high enough for that one. Yes, we do. I I hate to doubt them because they've been so great, but... Here we go. I don't you gotta know. put Clamato in, or it ain't gonna taste. <laughs> I hate to doubt him, but wow. it just uh, and it's not. It I think it has less to do with how they're playing, even though they haven't really played that well. And I think just the, the rest of the league has gotten better. You're saying they got a bad vibe. There's a bad vibe with the team. We're getting old. We're getting old. Yeah, and the rest of the league is getting better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, oh my. That's a scolding hot wow, sports it is. take. It is. Coach Reeve will be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be looking for people I think a lot to blame. Of these fans are going to be mad at me. Yeah. She'll be looking everywhere but inward for people to blame. Well, if any guy's going to throw that out there, Manny just watched. A WNBA exactly. game last night that didn't Two involve really the good teams. Washington and Connecticut are both Re- really good. Remind so. me, how many regular season games do they play? 34. So we're, what, well, nine in? Nine in. Coach Reeve made in, a yeah. pretty, si- pretty blatant shot at Whalen, even though she uh, didn't <laughs> uh, claim they were aimed at Whalen. Uh, that was that was pretty uh, frontal yesterday, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She said uh, they're not all, everybody we have is not all in. They better get in be gear because mm-hmm. there's some good teams in the league. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? There would be no better place for the run to have ended than the barn all right last game of the run to end oh that's right yes that's true yeah it all depends upon whether maya's getting bored with her complaints or if they got one more run in them but uh, anyway what do you got reavers uh well the falvey and levine administration took care of my original uh steam zone complaint which was going to be about miguel sano so they cured that thing you were going to say the fact that they're keeping him around was was in fact i was going to say triple a is too high Senator wow. Chattanooga. So this was a but they exceeded my expectations yeah, that's right. Double by sending him to single A. Yeah. Uh, here's my uh, here's my take. Uh, the the to state or the to situation we talked about it earlier this Throne. week mm-hmm. uh, and how he's not going to attend the uh, Hall of Fame celebration. Whatever he can do what he wants to do. I don't really care. It's not going to affect my day. 
But the part that bothers me with all of this is all of the writers now that are coming out and saying, I never would have voted for him if I'd have known he was going to disrespect the shield, including the most pompous, arrogant one out there, Gary Myers. Gary, stop making this about you, you arrogant you-know-what. Gary would have never voted for him if he knew he wasn't going to camp. He was one of the first to raise the flag and say, I never would have voted for him had he come out and said that. Up yours, Gary. And this is why people... the. Fans of the league and other people in the media hate it when you make it about you. Yes. It's not about yes. you, it you is very, jerk. It's very similar to the Schilling situation where uh, several writers came out and and said because of his uh, crazed political stances and other things that they were not going to vote for him. And they, you can't do that. Well, you, Pat, you know this. You're a voter. The people, yeah. even in baseball, there's the idiots that make this about themselves and, oh, I'm going to post my ballot on Twitter. My ballot. Oh, my yes, God. Quit is. taking yourself so serious. And 10 is you, just not enough. 10 aren't enough. Jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I uh, I think that's worth it. Oh, uh, yeah. that's a piping hot take. I'd say that's take. a piping hot take. That Yes, I, I, I agree with you that, uh, you know, we should all, if I was a voter, I'd be proud that Terrell did this because it proved the previous stance that he was an idiot. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, every you know, there was, there was people that thought he was, you know, because a lot of those NFL guys say, well, he's a bad teammate, so I'm not voting for him. And you know, one thing and I heard about this. disruptive teammate and that, what? One of the reasons, I think it was a former player that, that said this, and I can't remember who it was, but... The reason he might be doing this is because normally when you're elected, you got to fly in the family and there's the parties and usually the team that you're there representing at the Hall of Fame foots the bill for all this. Well, T.O.'s burned every bridge in the league, so he'd be on the hook for a lot of his money. Which team would he go in with? I think it's San Francisco. Cisco, but I'm not. I'm not sure. But basically, every team has said, "Well, we're not paying for this because he's a you know he's a jerk. So he doesn't want to spend whatever it's going to cost to fly everybody Eddie down D there." Pick up the check, man. And oh, Eddie D was not owning that. No, right? Eddie D was gone by that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was York, right? Was it? Well, York? maybe. How about a GoFundMe to get Terrell? Though, how about uh, that? Canton, yeah. Anyway, Jerry wouldn't pay the bill. No. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's burned the bridge with the Cowboys. <laughs> wow. Well, that's uh, that That makes more sense than saying I'm not going to vote for him because he disrespected the shield. Oh, God. The first guy, I'd like to track down the first guy who uh, wrote wrote and used the term the shield and spray, spray him with a fire hose. Yeah, that's, that's, nothing violent, just spray him with a fire hose. Yeah. All righty. That was it. The return of the steam zone. Boy, we are working you to the bone today here, Johnny Hines. Hell yeah. The U.S. Open uh, update desk, uh, the World Cup update desk. Uh, I guess the World Cup update desk can be finalized. Russia 5, Saudi yeah. Arabia nothing. I thought there were three games today, but there's only one. So. Yeah. The Soviets win. we got to yes. ease into it. How'd we do? Uh, <laughs> Good yeah, one. We, we, uh, we got as many goals so far as Saudi Arabia. There you go. <laughs> uh, this update is sponsored by Hotels.com with Hotels.com. Get rewarded from seaside cabins to resorts. Hotels.com's deals come with access to instant savings to Hotels.com. You do you and get rewarded. Instant savings. Sorry. Instant savings available on select properties. 
I wonder if uh, the next time the U.S. men's team plays Trinidad and Tobago, if that'll be labeled as a revenge match. Oh, it'll be a grudge match. <laughs> yeah. We might get it over here for our CONCACAF opener. Yeah, that's here. right. Yeah. The Vikings wrapped up minicamp today. Coach Mike Zimmer told reporters after that things went well, he's happy with the progress of the team. What did Coach Zimmer tell his players before they took off? It stinks. No, all I got to say. Oh. No, he didn't. Same say that. thing. I always, you know, time, tell them this time of year. You know, keep working. We um, make sure they come back in not just jogging shape, but in shape to plant and drive and break and get in and out of stances and things like that. Um, make sure the good citizens take care of each other. You know, it's typical goodbye speech. Training camp starts late in July. How many years for that fellow now? Is this only his fourth coming up or fifth? Oh, it's got to be number five. Yeah, right? it's number five. Yep. Twins lose to Detroit today after the game. They option Jake Cave to Rochester and Miguel Sano to AAA Fort Myers. They'll make corresponding roster moves before the game tomorrow against Cleveland. One of those, according to manager Paul Molitor, will be the return of Joe Maurer from the disabled list. Directly from the uh, Comerica Park press box, we'll be talking to Phil Miller from the Star cool. Tribune here in the next uh, in the next segment. Okay. Uh, at the U.S. Open today, uh, we now have a three-way tie with people who are already in the clubhouse at 100. be Scott Piercy, Ian Poulter, and Russ, uh, Russell Henley. Uh, we what also having a DJ. Uh, he is at 100, but okay. he's only through 15. Okay. So he could he's take out the there lead with Tiger. Or, yes. Uh, Tiger, speaking of Tiger, uh, Tiger's now at 8 over. What? Woof. Yeah, through 15. Woof. What to happened? He made the one double. He did make another one. He must have made two doubles. I didn't see. I, I just opened the uh, browser before I came in here, and I saw eight over. Uh, Phil Mickelson also uh, did not have a good day. He finished the day at seven over. So uh, two we, you're there. right, Ravers. We could be getting the back injury time. Oh yeah, that's that's coming. <laughs> if it, if he gets in the house at about nine over, uh, look out. You said Mickelson's at seven over. Seven over. Yeah, I'm sure he's still trotting around the. Golf course with a big smile on his this face. This is though, not you know. his. Uh, this is not the year he's going to finally win the U.S. Open. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. Uh, across the river, uh, relationships between coaches and reporters sometimes get a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's some uncomfortable scenes. Yes. Uh, then there's what happened between Packers associate head coach, linebackers I coach Winston, oh Winston Moss, and reporters at Green Bay's mini camp. Does any John? Does anyone know what? This is based on no. no. Apparently, he'd been reasonably affable yeah. in the past. They even asked him about it too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Moss sat down to talk to the media, but clearly uh, didn't seem in the mood. He rolled his eyes, disputed a reporter's account of a player's on-field actions, and didn't want to volunteer any information. A reporter asked him, "Winston, I'm sorry. Uh, where's the Winston that has given us illumination and information at past press conferences? Did we do something you are not down on us again?" We want to talk about your guys, and I'm not quite sure what you want from us to make that happen. After about a 10-second pause, Moss responded, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of the problem might be he thought he was going to be named defensive coordinator, and then they hired Pettin, mm-hmm. right? Well, then they get over it, you big mm-hmm. but he's, dummy. He's the associate head coach, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if if something to happen where if McCarthy, if for whatever reason, has to sit out a game, he'd be the head coach, uh-huh. right? He, he uh, had the uh, he had the red rear end about something. I don't oh, know. It was, wow. Yeah. It was amazing. Did you watch the video? It was, oh, yeah. Yeah. He can glower with the best of them. So <laughs> yes. Very good glower-er-er. Uh, boss is In 50. Fact, uh, if he needs a job, 
Danny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coffee, uh, crappy Perfect. coffee shop. Yes. yes. Just give he him the look. Night manager, crappy, crappy coffee shop. Danny, Here's your host. Kenny, <laughs> you should watch the video of this. You, this is your kind of guy. Oh, and, yeah. and the sorry, we can't help you with this. We can, uh, if we, that's what we, yeah. what the guy wanted, a latte or something. We can, <laughs> sorry, we can't help you with this. Uh, Moss is 52. He's been with the Packers in some uh, form since 2007. Uh, he was a linebacker with the Bucks, Raiders, and Seahawks for 11 years in the NFL. Three weeks ago, of course, the NFL changed its anthem policy without input from or discussion with the Players Association. Now the NFLPA is preparing for a potential legal fight over the change. Uh, knowledge, uh, a person who has knowledge of the situation says the Players Association has retained multiple law firms to research options for fighting the new policy. The new policy mandates all players in the playing area to stand for the anthem and requires any player who would protest the anthem to remain in the locker room. Uh, the league gave players the right to protest back in 2009 via a policy that required the players to be present on the sidelines, but that makes standing optional. In 2016, the NFL confirmed the players are not required to stand after Colin Kaepernick was first spotted sitting during the anthem. 2017, the NFL once again told players they would have the right to protest. After the president said he'd like to see an NFL owner respond to an anthem protest by saying, quote, get that son of a bitch off the field, yes. he's fired. Uh, there are forms of litigation possible, including an action based on both the U.S. and various state constitutions, premised on First Amendment rights to freedom of expression. So, uh, unfortunately... This is probably not over. If uh, I, I have a tip for you, to uh, for you gentlemen, all four of you gentlemen, mm -hmm. if you choose to write a column for the largest daily newspaper in uh, <laughs> Minnesota and choose to take a strong stance on the NFL being a bunch of scumbags for not signing Colin Kaepernick, mm -hmm. and that the uh, that uh, it's a courtesy for us to stand up for the anthem, not a uh, obligation. Yeah. Be prepared not to make everyone happy. That's I just want to. <laughs> I was uh, wondering when I first read that column how uh, the uh, replies to that. Oh, we all knew go. how that was going to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was fun while it lasted. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. You bet. Bill Miller covers the uh, Twins for the Star Tribune. He is in Detroit. Uh, twins, very impressive in the first inning the last two days there, Phil. Yeah, they clean it up. Uh, <laughs> Escobar and, uh, and uh, Rosario, uh, yeah, about uh, guaranteed to give you a lead that you can never increase. <laughs> yes, that's right, man, alive. They were hanging on last night by their fingernails, and all hell finally broke loose. And then today again, uh, Fulmer's a good pitcher, but man, alive, you look at those batting averages beyond those two guys up top. It's incredible. Yeah, the pop-ups uh, were really noticeable here, too. Uh, we were laughing about that. The old line uh, looked like a box of Kleenex. They uh, they pop up one at a time. And, uh, uh, yeah, Fulmer had it one day, and uh, it, it doesn't seem to be that big a trick to uh, shut down the Twins these days. We've all been uh, focused on Snow and uh, Buxton, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Dozier, wow, this is this is uh, getting to be a little longer than last year's slow start. Uh, to have him at two thirty is uh, that that's not going to work. It's not. Although you know, I looked something up uh, interesting today. I looked up what his batting average was on June fourteenth, twenty sixteen, and it was uh, roughly two thirty. Uh, really? Basically, uh, basically exactly where he is right now, and he ended up with 
42 home runs, uh, you know, he's, you know, notorious second half hitter, uh, um, uh, but you can't count on that every year. Uh, you seem to expect it's coming. I know he does. He was in a really good mood today, uh, even after uh, another 0 for 4, 0 for 19 in the past week now. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a second-half guy, so we'll see. When uh... yeah. You know, the bad thing, the bad thing Pat, is uh, if he uh, turns it on in the second half, it might be for some of the team. <laughs> yes, that's, that is true. Hey, uh, Snow, of course, gets sent out, but all the way down to Fort Myers, which doesn't surprise me that much because uh, they obviously, I think they're more worried about conditioning than anything else, aren't you? And that's why they want yeah. him down there. Yeah, I've seen some reaction about, oh, they must really be mad, but it had nothing to do with uh, Class A. It had... It had to do with uh, the Fort Myer facilities, and you know uh, what that's like. They have the, the the gigantic weight room, and and all of their instructors are there right now because uh, they just have drafts. So all the all the new players are pouring in, and they're starting to do uh, their their uh, quick uh, you know instructions before yeah. they uh, send them out to rookie league. So everybody's there. Everybody that uh, Miguel uh, knows, all the roving instructors, Fred Guerrero, uh, the hitting coach. So um, yeah, I. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he only plays about half the time for the Miracle 2. I don't think they really care about the games and what level he's at. It's it's more uh, sending him to uh, you know sending him to a big baseball uh, academy more than that. You know, Paul, we said uh, we didn't want to just say go get some at bats in AAA. We wanted to stop and say, well, how can we really help him? And and seemed like a good idea. Yeah, how did he, uh, did, was he around, or did you guys not get a chance to talk to him? No, he, we talked to him, and he was upbeat. Uh, really? you know, I, I think I think he, uh, it, Paul Wilder said, uh, he's been he's been feeling the pressure about uh, how little he's been contributing and how, you know, how the team has been playing, uh, you know, while he's struggling, you know. He feels like he's dragging him down. I, I think, to some extent, it's a relief to him. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a message, and it's a little embarrassing, but... Uh, I think he thinks that he uh, just needs to step back and get himself right and uh, start hitting again. I don't know how much he thinks it's all due to conditioning, uh, but you know, he said uh, after he, and he was upbeat, he said, "I'm not mad. I'm happy. Uh, they're giving me a chance to, to fix this." Um, and I don't, uh, you know, he he feels like the injury last August and the surgery that he had, and then the hamstring injury this year has been. Um, you know, as, as big a part of an issue as anything. He said he didn't want to make excuses, but, uh, you know, I I think he feels like there's it's not going to be that big a turnaround mm-hmm. that uh, he just needs to find a swing again. Now, uh, the, you know, you make the point that uh, he might only play half the time. Probably the reason being is they're going to try to get him in there and uh, working on a conditioning program, and uh, that, that might take that might take all the pizzazz out of him. I wouldn't think they're going to want him to just show up uh, as at the same time of day that the players for the miracles show up. I would, yeah. guess, I would guess they're going to try to get him working out in the morning and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I said in my story that uh, they want to start over uh, with yes. Miguel, and that means starting with spring training. I really think they are going to treat this in some ways a, uh, a, a spring training kind of uh, um, program for him, uh, you know, with the games at night. But, it, again, I really don't think uh, <laughs> they're looking at Florida State League games uh, no. to Turn him around. No. It's, uh, I'm also going to be interested in seeing, you know, that they they 
kept it positive and they explained it to him and they made him feel good about it. I wonder if uh, they've got some uh, trainers down in Fort Myers who, uh, once they get there, once he uh, encounters them, will be like, you know, it's uh, it's time to uh, stop what's been going on here in Miguel and get serious. I wonder if uh, if, um, if the message will be a little more pointed once he gets uh, to Fort the, Myers uh, about his, uh, who's, his physique. Who's running the operation down there now as far as uh, training and uh, strength program and that stuff? Who's down there now? Beezer's not, sure. not, uh, not down there, right? No, he's uh, he's here with the team. Yeah, he's right. Big so, team. Yeah. He was uh, he was throwing uh, long uh, touchdown passes to Byron Buxton this morning. <laughs> uh, you should see Byron Buxton uh, make over the shoulder catches. Really, uh, play, playing fo- playing football in the outfield. It's it's uh, yeah, he's. He's a talented guy. Uh, we were we were joking, you know. It's easy to make catches when no one's tackling you. So uh, they also sent out poor Jake Cave because they needed another infielder when they lost Miguel. Uh, what's uh, what's your speculation that you're going to have in the paper on that? Well, collateral damage. Poor Jake Cave. He didn't do anything to yeah. deserve to be demoted. I think they want to keep him, but uh, yeah, they uh, they don't have any backup infielders now with uh, with Sonogon. So. Uh, um, you know, um, Jorge Polanco will be back in two weeks. Okay. So there's no sense in in making uh, any drastic moves. In you know, other words, it, we're it, not going to get Nick Gordon. No, that's <laughs> what I was getting at. He's not on the 40-man roster. There's okay. no reason to uh, DFA a guy. I, I, I think it's pretty obvious it has to be Taylor Motter, who has uh, ripped International League pitching to a 168 Ooh, okay. uh, clip so far. But, <laughs> He'll fit right in. Um, yeah, he's a 198 uh, career major league hitter, but he's really, uh, I, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. Uh, he's not going to supplant uh, uh, Escobar or Dozier and not the way Ray Adrianz has been playing. So, you know, he's an emergency guy, a backup. And again, uh, uh, Jorge Polanco's rehab begins on Sunday, so we're we're just over two weeks away from his return. July so. two is uh, when he can come back, uh, barring a rainout, right? Barring a rainout, right? Okay. Right. What are they going to do to fix Addison Reed? My goodness. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one because uh, uh, Paul Mauder was getting more and more comfortable uh, with him. Uh, he has uh, he started giving up home runs. Yes, and he didn't give up stop. any home runs yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah he gave up five singles, uh, just as bad. Uh, uh, they, he doesn't feel like uh, anything has really changed. He, he uh, and all he said afterwards, uh, you know, we, you just have these nights some night, but uh, he's uh, he's had a lot of them lately. I, I think they don't have much choice but to stick with him unless uh, um, unless they're going to start increasing uh, Taylor Hildenberger late in the game. But uh, um, you know, they're really comfortable with him uh, in the seventh inning role. Uh, Maybe that's Matt Belisle's. Uh, yeah, uh, you know he, he was really good in that role uh, <laughs> yes. last year. Hey, one last thing: uh, the uh, Guardy certainly was probably in a good mood Wednesday and Thursday, but I, I he got a little testy with the Detroit boys on Tuesday night, questioning his pitching. I understand, and you've seen that in the past. Hey, yes, uh, it was funny. Uh, it was shortly after that I encountered him in the hallway. And yeah. He was, uh, Hey, how you doing? Uh, everything okay? And good to see you. But uh, yeah, you can tell he uh, he uh, <laughs> still holds a little bit at arm's length. Uh, it was good to see him. Uh, he uh, the Detroit writers say uh, he's 
he's been uh, well, actually he's been a dream for them. That yes. uh, Brad Osmus was not much of a quote and was, did not take to explain himself very well. And Gardy, uh, he doesn't like being second guessed. Boy, he doesn't. But, <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, but he's uh, he's good in just about every other way. So uh, I think uh, I think that relationship will be smoothed over pretty quick. Enjoy beautiful downtown Cleveland, sir. I appreciate it, Pat. Good talking uh, to you. All right, uh, Phil Miller, Star Tribune, uh, baseball writer. We'll be back. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny! Uh, my daily complaint, and you guys will probably share this with me, is uh, with one Miguel Sano. Okay. It, it, we have reached the point now where... It, it it's just come on like yes. come on you need the this, money you need it, the money it's just mm-hmm. enough is enough enough is enough you just got sent down to to single a and you know they're going to try and get you fixed and everything but enough yeah. come on get it in gear get your head right this is this is absurd it's absurd for a guy to be this talented to be this atrocious yes. at this point in his career. It's uh, it's embarrassing. He's 25 now. He's 25. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. What do you got there, Chris? My daily complaint is with us. We haven't mentioned high school baseball at all today. In the State 3A final between Ricori and Red Wing, I, my heart is aching for this kid. The Red, Red Wing right fielder dropped the fly ball in the win with two outs, allowing the winning run to score. So, Gold Spring wins, huh? Well, oh, that stuff happens. It, don't worry, kid. They'll forget it in five, six years. <laughs> uh, What's your daily complaint? Here's my daily complaint. I'm watching Tiger Woods play golf, and I, all I can think is, because I've, I've had reason to look back at some old columns that I wrote, mm-hmm. I know how you feel, Tiger. I used to be good, too. <laughs> you know, I, I feel bad, you know, because I look back at some of that stuff and I say, man, man I, it used to be so easy. It used to be so easy. And now. the problem is you can't get halfway through a column and go, oh, my back. No, no. Now I'm, now I'm grunting and groaning and fighting and battling and hoping I can remember what word it is. And I look back and I said, man, that must take me 20 minutes to write that piece of art. Oh. And now it's, uh, you know, I know. I know why you... it's it's like that scene in Angels in the Outfield when the kid goes up to Tony Danza's character and says, "You used to be Mel Clark, yeah, right. yeah, That's used right. to be, you used to be feeling. Tiger Woods." I know the feeling, Tiger. All you can do is grimace, man. What the hell else can you do? You know. Now you do have ah, a couple hundred million to fall back on, right? So, uh, to land comfortably on. That's good. All right, we will. Uh, you know you tomorrow, right? No, Johnny Heights off tomorrow. Johnny, oh, okay. At least it's not a random Tuesday. All right.